Hi, I'm Danielle Karen, and in this podcast, I'm going to share with you knowledge and tools that I believe should be accessible to everyone. They're fundamental and essential to being human. Embody Your Power is an integrative model that bridges science, spirituality, and ancient wisdom to give you the resources needed to live your fullest potential. As a psychotherapist for over 16 years and now as a coach, I help people know, reclaim, and embody their power on all levels. It's my mission to help you connect to your unshakable resilience, to know true power and freedom, to be sovereign, and to remember your divine nature. If you're wanting to learn tools to release layers of conditioning, heal from trauma, feel at home in your body, have inner peace, expand your capacity for joy, connect spiritually, and take a journey with me to embody your power, then this podcast is for you. Thank you for joining me. Together, let's raise our consciousness to help evolve humanity. Do you have a hard time regulating your body without the use of a substance, medication, food, technology, porn, or shopping? Are you addicted to something to feel better? Do the feelings and sensations in your body feel out of your control? In this episode, I'll teach you how to help your nervous system integrate overwhelming experiences feelings, and sensations so that you can feel in control and at home in your body. You'll learn how to make something overwhelming manageable to be with. The nervous system has its natural rhythm of regulation. When our nervous system is in its natural rhythm, life feels manageable. It's like when we're pressing on the gas and brake on our car and the ride is smooth, relaxing, and enjoyable. The gas being like the sympathetic nervous system that gives us the energy, the drive, the go, and the brake is like the parasympathetic nervous system that allows us to rest, digest, and relax. The nervous system has a zone that when we're in it, life feels manageable. And it also has boundaries that when we cross over either side, we feel overwhelmed. We all have various ranges of what's manageable in our nervous system. This can be called the range of manageability or window of tolerance. Someone can have a narrow window of tolerance, meaning they may only be able to experience a small amount of activation or stimulation before feeling overwhelmed while others have a wide range of feelings they can experience and still feel regulated. An example of the contrast could look like a person who goes to concerts every weekend and likes being in the middle of all the action near the front of the stage versus someone who goes to a concert once in a while and hangs back out of the chaos with earplugs in. There's no judgment here as there are many things out of our control that can impact the flexibility in our nervous system. Trauma is a major cause of narrowing our window of tolerance. However, we can work to help increase our range of manageability with the techniques I'm about to share. When we experience any type of trauma or threat, 
the nervous system gets flooded with a tremendous amount of energy and activation to survive. You can think of activation as things like increased heart rate, blood pressure, sweating, blood flow to the muscles, and stress hormones. This incredible amount of energy can breach the boundaries of our nervous system to the point where we're feeling like we're stuck with our foot on the gas or brake or both. In any case, we can feel out of control, overwhelmed, and unsure how we got off track and how to get back. Many people who've experienced trauma have a hard time coming back into regulation in their nervous system. We can feel like we're going from one extreme to another and never reaching what I call the Goldilocks just right zone where life feels manageable. We either have too much gas, too much brake, or both the gas and the brake on at the same time, which is when we feel frozen. The engine is revving, but the car isn't moving. I have a lot of compassion for this predicament of dysregulation especially because we aren't taught how to bring ourselves back into regulation. When we're not taught how to do that, then we can easily become dependent on or addicted to things outside of ourselves in an attempt to feel regulated. For example, if we're stuck with our foot on the brake, which could appear as feeling dissociated, depressed, apathetic, lethargic, or disconnected, we might look for stimulating substances high adrenaline activities, risky behaviors, or dopamine hits from sex, gaming, or shopping. And if we're pressing on the gas too much, which could appear as stress, anxiety, panic, anger, hypervigilance, or insomnia, we might reach for comfort foods, relaxing substances, or a release from sex, porn, or intense exercise. Or we might use our phone, internet, or TV to check out. We might even isolate ourselves to avoid any additional stimulation. The response to trauma often shows up in extremes. So it could be the opposite response. For example, if our foot is stuck on the brake, we'll either seek out stimulating things or more reasons to stay in bed and check out. Or we might alternate between the two yet we aren't able to find the middle zone where our nervous system feels regulated. When we're feeling out of control in our body, protective parts of our psyche that are afraid of that intensity will do their best to shut it down. The process of pushing down or avoiding the activation in our nervous system takes a lot of energy and can be exhausting in and of itself. It's like trying to stop the water coming out of your bathtub by putting your hand over the faucet. You have to work very hard to try to stop the water. This is happening internally when our parts are trying to manage the overwhelm. When it comes to integrating the intensity in our nervous system, we can't integrate anything when we're feeling overwhelmed. If we try to release all the energy at once, it's not only overwhelming, it can be re-traumatizing and cause backlash. We can re-traumatize ourselves when we keep triggering the same overwhelming response to an experience. For example, if someone experienced a lot of activation in their nervous system when they were attacked, and then they go to a therapist and tell their story from start to finish, 
They're reliving the same experience and deepening the associated responses and neural pathways. Even if the person is disconnected from their body while they're telling the story, their body is having a stress response. Backlash is when we're attempting to make a change and parts of our psyche resist the change. We have ingrained or subconscious habits, defense mechanisms, or beliefs that surface with intensity in response to the proposed change. Let's say, for example, someone has been sober for years and they've managed to suppress their past trauma activation. Then they get into a car accident and all this energy from the present and past trauma comes flooding through. This can lead to them feeling out of control and parts jumping in to manage the overwhelm. In this situation, the backlash could be the person using alcohol again. If we're about to access a memory or feeling that has a lot of intensity, we can have an extreme part jump in the driver's seat because it perceives that the feelings will be overwhelming. Extreme parts can look like anger or rage, any type of addiction to food, sex, or a substance, spending money or gambling, reckless driving, or any type of self-sabotaging behaviors. Another way parts can keep us from feeling what's present in our body is by making us feel sleepy and dissociated. It's actually very common for people to use sleep as a way of regulating the intensity in their lives and in their body. If we don't know how to work with the activation in our nervous system properly, there's wisdom in the parts that will lock it away or do their best to shut it down because it can actually cause more pain and suffering when it comes up and we don't know how to work with it. I like to use the following analogy to understand how the nervous system integrates experiences. Think about a delicious sandwich that you like to eat. Now, what would happen if you put the whole sandwich in your mouth at once and tried to swallow it? Your body would rebel. It would push the sandwich back out. If we want to digest the sandwich, then we have to take small bites, chew them, and then our body can integrate it. Our nervous system integrates things in a similar way. We want to take one bite-sized piece at a time. A word that is used for this is titration, which is a word that comes from chemistry. Let's say we have two reactive substances that we want to mix, and if we mix them all at once, we'll have an explosion. However, if we take one substance and drop one drop at a time into the other liquid, then the two can be combined without an explosion because each drop will have a chance to integrate slowly. I like to use the word titration for working with small amounts of activation in the nervous system, as well as anything that can be broken down into smaller pieces so that we can integrate it. Let's explore some ways we can titrate feelings, sensations, and activation in our nervous system. First, the body and nervous system can only integrate experiences when we bring our awareness to our body. That's really important because many of us try to manage the intensity in our body while being disconnected from it. When our awareness is connected to our body, we can help things move toward health and we can move activation through to completion. When we disconnect our awareness from our body, it stops things from moving toward health and completion and instead, energy gets stuck, which can cause all types of symptoms 
as well as physical and mental health issues. Let's use an example of someone wanting to work with the anxiety in their body that's associated with multiple car accidents. The client is wanting to heal from these accidents so that they can feel more comfortable driving again. When we look at healing from a car accident, there can be many aspects of the accident that can cause stress, anxiety, and activation. For example, before the accident, the client could have had an intuitive feeling that they didn't want to drive that day. They may have already been feeling nervous about driving in the rain or snow. Before the accident, someone could have distracted them. During the accident, let's say another car was out of control and coming toward them, they would feel a surge of adrenaline. There's the terror, pain, and activation of the impact when their car is hit and their body is injured. After the accident, someone can experience additional stress if they didn't feel treated with respect by the other driver, police officers, or EMTs. They can feel anger and rage at the other driver. When they get to the hospital, it's possible to experience medical trauma from how they're treated, how the procedures are done, or side effects from medications or surgeries. Then there's the stress of dealing with the injuries, erect car, insurance companies, and lawyers. When someone has a traumatic experience like a car accident, it's not just the moment of impact that's causing nervous system dysregulation. However, the moment of impact, or the most life-threatening moment, usually contains the greatest amount of activation for the body to experience. So when I help someone heal from any type of trauma, I help them release the activation starting at the edges of the experience, meaning we work with what happened before and after the impact first. We work through all the other stressful and traumatic events and then release the activation of the impact last. By releasing activation along the way, when we get to the most intense part of the trauma, it's more manageable to be with. By doing this, we titrate the intensity of the whole event. Back to the person who is feeling anxious in their body and is wanting to heal from their car accidents. Let's say we just want to work with the feeling of anxiety in their body right now. When I ask them where they feel the anxiety, they point to their chest and say that it's most intense around their heart area. If they try to bring their awareness to the sensation, It feels too overwhelming, so they disconnect their awareness from their body, or a part comes in to distract them, so they start talking about something else. So how can we make these feelings manageable so that we can be present with them? One option is to titrate the intensity of the anxiety by asking someone to be with and feel one molecule of it. I always give people permission to not feel 100% of the feeling. Again, if being with 100% of the feeling is like sticking the whole sandwich in our mouth, then it's not helpful because we can't integrate it. When we're focusing on just one molecule of the sensation, we can stay present with it and feel more confident that we can be with the feeling. When the feelings are manageable, the nervous system can integrate them, meaning the feelings can move through us rather than stay stuck. As our confidence builds, we can be with more of the feeling. 
we can apply the same concept to being with 1% or a small percentage of the feeling. When you're feeling something overwhelming, whether it be positive or negative, you can ask yourself if you can be with 5% of it. For example, many people have a hard time receiving compliments. If this is the case for you, instead of resisting the compliment altogether, see if you can take in and feel a little bit of it. Another option is to draw a line in our mind around the area the anxiety takes up in our body so that on the other side of the line, we're not feeling anxious. Then we can bring our awareness to the edge of the line and see if that feels manageable to be with. Sometimes it can be helpful to go back and forth between the side that feels anxious and the side that doesn't to titrate the intensity. We can also help our nervous system regulate intense feelings by first staying with a positive feeling or sensation in our body. As we stay with a relaxing sensation, we may notice the intensity of the painful or overwhelming sensation starts to decrease. Then we can stay with the experience that is more challenging for as long as it feels manageable, and then we could take a break and go back to the more relaxing or calming sensation. This is a process in which we can go back and forth, and by doing so, can help titrate the intensity of our experiences. Another way to titrate the intensity of an experience is by accessing our core self and separating from the parts of our psyche. If someone is feeling anxious, I help them separate from this protective part. Remember, all protective parts carry fear. Anxiety is afraid that if it didn't make us anxious, then we would experience some kind of pain or we would get hurt again. When parts like this take us over, it can feel very overwhelming. It's like a kid in distress with no one around to help it. Without access to our core self, the anxious part can easily turn into panic. So we can make the experience more manageable by identifying the anxious part, getting an image of it, and then separating from it. Once we can separate from it, we access our core self, which is inherently regulated. Let me repeat that. When we're present in our core self, our nervous system is naturally regulated. This allows us to be with the feelings and activation of our parts in a manageable way. However, if the parts don't know about the core self, they will continue to try to avoid the pain. It's common for a part to say, I don't want you to feel that sadness or anger because if you do, it will be never ending. However, we can work with any emotion even when it initially feels like we'll be consumed by it. We can titrate the experience of our parts by using the same methods I just named, such as being with 1% or one molecule of the feeling that the part is having. We can also ask the parts to not overwhelm us, which they will agree to once they realize that by not overwhelming us, they will get their needs met. We can titrate the intensity of the parts by seeing them at a younger age rather than our current age. This can help make the feelings that this part is experiencing more manageable to be with. Can you imagine the difference of sitting with the same age you who is feeling rejected versus sitting with a young child who's feeling rejected? We're being present with the same feeling, 
However, we've just made it so it's more manageable to be with. The core self can be with our part's greatest fear and worst pain. Therefore, the core self is essential in helping the nervous system integrate experiences. We embody our power when we know how to work with intense feelings, sensations, and activation, and when we know how to use our awareness to regulate our nervous system. When we know how to do this, we are no longer dependent on addictive behaviors and unhealthy habits to try to manage the intensity in our body. When our parts see that we know how to manage our feelings, they can finally relax and we have more access to our power in our core self. At the end of this episode, I invite you to try using these methods to titrate the intensity of feelings, sensations, and activation in your body. Practice bringing your awareness to your body so that you know what's happening in your nervous system. Give yourself permission to not feel 100% of what you're experiencing and instead feel one molecule or a small percentage of it. Try to bring your awareness to the edge of the sensation. Go back and forth between a positive sensation and one that is difficult to feel. What you're experiencing can often be the feelings or sensations of a part of your psyche. See if you can make the experience more manageable by identifying the part, getting an image of it, and then separating from it. Finally, practice accessing your core self where you are inherently regulated. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please consider assisting me in reaching more people by sharing it with others or writing a review. Together, let's raise our consciousness to help evolve humanity. For more information, please visit my website, daniellekaren.com. That's D-A-N-I-E-L-L-E-C-A-R-R-O-N.com.